brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's ubnradio.com. And welcome, everyone. You have tuned in to Dr. Judy, WTF, which is What the Freud, for all you folks that aren't in the audience. And I am your host, Walt Lusk. We are broadcasting live from the Universal Broadcasting Network here in the heart of Hollywood. And, of course, Dr. Judy Rosenberg, the founder of the Psychological Healing Center, is here. And also, for those of you that are listening on your iPhone, you want to tootle on over to your app store and download the Psychological Healing Center app, which has a plethora of goodies on it. <laughs> plethora. <laughs> plethora of goodies on it. Um, excerpts from her world famous book, Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect, and uh, stuff about the mind map, uh, our show here on uh, radio, and um, do that. And then, while you're on the, if you're on the internet, you can go like us on uh, and subscribe to us on YouTube or iTunes, uh, and of course, Stitcher, and of course, here at UBN Radio. We're going to continue our series, and this is our, probably our final one. On grief. Our first show was on grief and the loss of a job because I felt that a lot of people, when they lose a job, they don't realize how involved having a job is and there's grief involved. Last week was grief revolving around divorce and we teed up with, toward the end with the Mourner's uh, Bill of Rights for loss of a spouse and we're also going to talk about an even a more heavier issue, loss of a child today and it's a call-in show so please 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 get on the couch with dr judy with your emotional ouch and you can reach us at 323-843-2826 that's 323-843-2826 and for those of you who are not familiar with the mind map and the system that we speak through because we do analyze things and we do teach people to think like a shrink so that you don't will will not need a shrink for too long we don't believe in ongoing therapy talk therapy revolving around and how does that make you feel um we're, we get right down to the cause of issues and how yes, we, we encode wounds from the past and then decode them and recode them into 
health. So with that said, we have a very heavy theme tonight, and we it's do. about death. And uh, it is. Um, <clears throat> what's really interesting is that when people die or receive the news that somebody died, they go through many, many stages of, of uh, feelings. And we talked about that last uh, episode. So catch that episode if you are going through some loss. But to repeat, I want to bring up that um, it is not unusual for people to feel very angry and it's not unusual for them to bargain, bargain with God, bargain with the universe, bargain with how how they see uh, who they can bargain with uh, when it comes to loss of a life. And then they may go through some depression and ultimately if the person works through these feelings and they get to a place of acceptance and in order to get to that place of acceptance they have to go through a lot of those ugly feelings uh, feelings that they may even be ashamed of and feelings that um, are uncomfortable and so um, one thing I want to mention Walt is that some people don't ever really properly grieve no they that's don't not, that's not healthy for it, it's not and, and the, 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 the statistics and stuff I read here is we don't know how to grieve here in the United States there's no formal format or stuff to do. And we, we hate, you know, grief so much that, you know, people want you to rush through it, which we're going to talk about. There's no timetable. Throw the timetable uh, out. But, but although in some religious uh, practices there is a timetable, I know for yes. uh, the Jewish uh, practices there's a period of Shiva um, and a, a period of grief where you um, have a... a beautiful support system around you and prayers and um, a lot of ritualistic um, support that really allows for the person to to say goodbye and let go. And we don't get to uh, control how we die. Certainly we don't get to control how other people die <laughs> and how, how, uh, the, how the person in your life passes is, is, is significant in the way that uh, you're going to react to that loss. If the loss is sudden, it's real different than if the loss is a loss. Uh, uh, it's gradual. That that is a gradual yeah. um, process, like mm -hmm. uh, like cancer. We've talked about cancer, cancer or Alzheimer's. Right. It takes a long time too. Right. Yeah. But but you know what the point is? You know you're grieving, Dagnabbit. So cut yourself some slack, okay? And others around you should do the same. Because this, you know, going through the process is no picnic at all. I mean, for example, um, we had a lady here who writes, a solitude was agonizing, especially for someone who's never lived alone. I mean, think about it. For some of the older folks, you know, they, they live with their family. They're going to school. They find somebody. Uh, maybe they have roommates in college. Uh, then they go from the roommates in college to being married. And so their whole life, they've had somebody they've been in the house with. I mean, maybe not in the same room or the same mm -hmm, bed, but, mm -hmm. you know, they're, you know, walk out your bedroom and boom, there's a family member or a roommate or somebody. Right. And then all of a sudden, your husband or your your wife dies. Boom. All of a sudden. Tragic. It's an empty house. Right. And this one lady writes that she would cry for hours because, you know, everybody kind of left her alone because they'd gone through the whole process of going through the funeral and, and all of that. And mm -hmm. she longed for her husband, who she had taken care of for more than 10 years by herself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the pain was so unbearable that she would scream at the top of her lungs. No one could hear me, so I'd just scream and scream and scream. 
I missed my husband so much, I felt like I was on fire. I wish some people had just come and sat with me. Yeah. One of the things you say quite often is that when you share joy, it's ah. twice the joy. Yes, shared joy is double joy, and shared sorrow is half sorrow. But that's the kicker is, mm -hmm. in both instances, you have to share it. Right, and we are wired to connect, and wired that's part of the mind map system mm -hmm. yes, that we are so wired to connect that when we are disconnected from, we, we feel the pain, and for people who I, I refer to as having large holes in the soul, yes. then the pain can be excruciating, and not necessarily if they have a large hole in the soul either, because sometimes... You are with the person for so many years that you've grown grown so close to that human being that that human being and yourself are at one. I can remember when my father passed away, my mother um, really had a hard time with the adjustment period because she was so, so close to my father. And what she did was she chose to surround herself with a community of her cousins and girlfriends and that worked pretty well for her, actually. And, well, well uh, I found she, that you, she died you ladies, a handful of years later. I found that you ladies, obviously, and I've mentioned this before, are, are notorious for forming a network. Mm -hmm. You know, us guys, we kind of go in our cave and we're by ourselves. And, and that's why um, typically with, if a husband it, it loses his wife, a lot of times, and if they're very, very close, then typically the, the, the benchmark time frame is two years. He'll go in two years. She'll go for a long time. So it gives some sort of a credence to dying of a broken heart, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you, yes, it does. Because 12 million people, adults a year, lose a parent, just for example. It's the single most common cause of bereavement in the United States. And how about spouse? Do you have any uh, I don't have any statistics on spouses. Okay. But, you know, society that idolizes youth and turns away from aging and death, few of us understand grieving in that regard. And there are some emotions that people don't like to talk about right. and um, some of those are, emotions are the angry emotions mm -hmm. and uh, being left with the burden of having to care for the property for example ha having to care for the children and the animals and having to do all those extra chores and, and pay that extra money and there's a lot of uh, anger and resentment that builds up, and people don't like to talk about this because they feel ashamed that they should be angry or resentful of the person that died. You know that 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 they feel that those feelings don't belong in that equation. Right. That's just not true. And I, as I've said, you're, they're shitting on themselves. Whether they're shooting, you know, right. you know, the husband that did smoked right and mm -hmm. died of lung cancer, or the kid that you know drove the car really fast and died in a car accident. You know, and so there there's ways that you know legitimately there's a foundation for anger but you have to go through the denial and the anger stage before you can move on to the bargaining stage and get go through grief and so it, it, it's a natural process and sometimes we short circuit it or, or or don't let it go through the whole thing and if you would be so kind as to put the mind map up i'll i'll go through it in terms and of those of you um, that are watching uh, you can go to drjudywtf.com and it's there as well or on your smartphone iphone it's there too under Psychological Healing Center on your app. So there's nothing that will bring up the wounds of childhood better. <laughs> no, no, no ill effect intended. Uh, uh, intended here than the death of a loved one. And that death is so deep 
in terms of the process of the person experiencing the death that they will reverberate all of those feelings from childhood. So if you look at the mind map, for those of you who are able to view the show, and if you're listening, you can always YouTube it later and see it, or you can just go to uh, Dr. Judy WTF or psychologicalhealingcenter.com, mm-hmm. either one. Dr. Judy WTF for close, uh, faster viewing. <clears throat> so if you look at the mind map, the top half of the mind map represents um, the past. The middle represents the here and now, and the future represents the bottom bottom Mm -hmm. piece of the mind map. So I'm going to go through it in two ways. Number one, I'm going to go through it in terms of um, the wounds of the childhood of the person experiencing the loss. So panel number one is the wounds of child are the wounds of childhood starting with neglect and abuse and smothering. And if you weren't treated right as a child, then you develop what uh, I refer to as a hole in the soul, meaning that it's so painful in there that that, that the person can't really emotionally regulate themselves. So what happens during the loss of a loved one, particularly the loss of somebody as significant as a spouse, is that these wounds get ripped open, reactivated, and the reaction, which is represented by panel two, is excruciating because the person is thrown into childhood fears of abandonment perhaps and depression and anxiety and not being able to really cope emotionally and then that taps into negative core beliefs like um you know i'll always be alone or i'm not lovable therefore i'll always be alone it'll of course revolve around i'll always be alone because that's what death brings up so and I've these, loved I've loved my spouse for so darn long. Mm-hmm. Who else would want me? Or I don't want anybody else. Yeah, and it also depends on the age at which you yes. lose your spouse. Because if yes. you're a young person, then there's a sense that okay, I could start life again. Maybe I'll have children or more children, and so on. But if you're older, the sense is, oh my God, look at my body. It's not the same anymore. Who's gonna want this aging person? And it really, really becomes very, very painful for the person. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. To, uh, to to cope. And again, different ages will um, experience the loss of a spouse in different ways. And then what happens is that when the support system falls apart, now I'm going to go to panel number four, what happens is that the person starts to fall apart and they don't, don't function in the same way that they used to. And then they may go into panel five, which is defense mechanisms. And here is where you will see 
drug use and abuse, uh, smoking too much, drinking M- maybe too much. Maybe they're trying to self-medicate. Self-medication yeah. with food and so on and so forth. And they may even go into uh, isolationism. That's a common one after death, mm-hmm. sh- uh, shutting down after mm-hmm. losing somebody. And then ultimately, that person may get angry and explode at other people because they don't have the emotional bandwidth that they used to have when they were married, or they will start to implode, which is the depressive feelings. So um, also what happens is sometimes there's an outlook uh, on a very bleak future. So instead of a paradigm shift and, uh, and the sun rising again, there's a sense of doom and gloom, and so they never really feel that they have a future in front of them, which puts them in a hopeless state. And they have a feeling like they're or and never th- everything's going to get worse. Correct. Correct. So because, you know, the thing is, though, you have to allow yourself to mourn. I mean, again, there's a process. You know, this was your companion, the person you shared your life with. If right now you're not sure who you are and you feel confused, then that's appropriate because you have lost a part of yourself. You're going to feel disoriented. You're, you're, you're going to need to mourn. You're going to open expression. And, you know, that's okay. It's okay. And for the person experiencing it, it it's not so okay. And there are so many different aspects to this um, experience of losing a loved one, things that you don't normally think of. For example, the person that you live with hopefully gave you a lot of skin contact and eye contact and you knew your private little uh, habits and jokes and so on, the inside jokes of, of, of the relationship. And so the loss is tremendous because not only are you losing the per- person, but you're also losing the mirroring from that person. Mm, and mirroring is a very, very uh, integral part of child development and forming a healthy human psyche. When you have somebody that mirrors who you are, you're seen and you're heard and you feel like you're not alone in the world. And you also always like somebody who's like you. So if they've mirrored you, mm-hmm. um, they're like you, so therefore you're going to like them. That's another way of saying is, you know, have you noticed how older couples they begin to look like each other? Yeah, right. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> they're, they're, they're mirroring. Because you know, as Dr. Judy is saying is, your grief is unique. It's you. Only you can go through it, you know. No one else has had the same relationship that you've had with your spouse. You know, as a result, you grieve in your own special way. Don't try to compare your experience with others and adopt what they've done because, really, it's just one day at a time. I mentioned this before, and I deal with um, spouses as well when they've lost it in, in my day job. And, you know, it can be incredibly overwhelming. It doesn't matter whether you're dealing with the paperwork for insurance companies mm-hmm. or you're just trying to get into, you know, the, a room to pick up their belongings. I mean, it could be anything. And I have an expression I tell my clients, and that is, Today is not the day. Yes, you know, I like it can, that. It can wait until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to go, but you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You don't got to do nothing. Okay? You know, you know Today what? is not the day. So go for a walk. Go to a movie. Go watch you know, four or five episodes of your favorite TV. It doesn't matter. It's just knowing that I'm not, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to do it today. Today's not the day. Tomorrow 
is a new day. Yeah, and you don't have to throw out their clothes. You don't no. have to donate the, the things to anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to anything. And when you're ready to, you'll know. You'll you'll know when you're ready to let go. I remember when my mother passed away, I felt so overwhelmed, and I didn't want to throw out her medical records, and I didn't want to throw out these pens, which I paid a clutter buster to help me sort through. And I th- I'm now thinking, oh, my God, I could have bought uh, so, so, so much stationery for the money that I paid out to organize the stuff and it wasn't until later that I was really ready to let go and I really was sitting in so much overwhelm it mm-hmm. stressed me to yep. the max and today's not the day and one one story I read is lady lady could pick up her husband's clothes and and smell his scent yeah it's like he was still there mm-hmm. and it was very comforting and you know she would kind of wrap herself around and go to sleep with it, yes. you know, because it, it's the best she could do. So scents, music, mm-hmm. uh, food, different yeah. locations, yeah. different memory triggers can bring that heart pain. One talked again. about a year later, mm-hmm. go to your favorite restaurant and celebrate, right? The memories, have dinner and just revel in the relationship you had. No, it's, it's, and once, once the article I read talked about a new norm, you're never going to go back to the way it was. You can't. But you have a new normal, and you can start again, and it's one bite and one step at a time. Right, and then there are, are some feelings that are even more ugly, such as what if you didn't have such a great marriage, and you feel guilty that you didn't yeah, have such a great marriage, and you think to yourself, what if we would have done this and that? Yeah. What if we would have worked harder on the relationship? You know, why did I hurt my wife or my husband in this way and that way? And so there's going to be those ugly feelings of, of guilt and shame that come up, and maybe even horrible guilt and shame that there's a sense of relief, because when you've been caring for an individual for many many months or years then the caretaker if your spouse was sick from uh, Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or cancer some sort of a a disease that was very 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 difficult for you to deal with personally then obviously there's going to be a sense of well I don't have to change the bedpans anymore oh my god I don't have to help that person to the toilet anymore I don't have to worry about listening to their breathing every night and wondering when they're going to pass. So these are normal feelings and people Absolutely. don't like to talk about mm-hmm. this. And one of the, th- the aspects of therapy that is so vital to the outcome of, of, of healthy human psyche is to express the repress and to tell the truth <laughs> and to the tell repress. the ugly truth. And so at the Psychological Healing Center, we're a fan of telling truths and having truth dialogues. Um, I'm working with a gentleman now who is in deep, he, he hasn't even begun his grief. His, his, one of his family members was shot and he's still dealing with court proceedings. Well, and it's probably still in shock. And he hasn't begun and, and, and it's all in his eyes and it's all inside of him and he's just dying to get this out, but you can't fake it. You can't just sit there going, cry, 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 grieve doesn't work that way. So sometimes it's important to seek the help of a professional so that you can get in there and release. You need a support system, if nothing else. These toxic pent up feelings that do nothing but depress and suppress and take the joy out of life. Because you have to be tolerant of your physical and emotional limits. 
okay? Um, the feeling of loss and sadness will probably leave you feeling very fatigued. Mm -hmm. Your ability to think clearly and make decisions may be impaired. Some say you don't even make any rash decisions about anything for a year. But as your lower energy level may naturally slow down, you know, respect your body and mind telling you, get some rest, eat balanced meals, listen, lighten up your schedule. And the question you need to ask yourself, this is a good one, am I treating myself better or worse than I would treat a good friend? People Am I treating myself better or worse than I would treat a good friend? People don't be don't too hard on yourself. Self-care. Mm -mm, they don't no, because they're don't. so and also people get in the habit of caring for the other person. So it's all about there's there's a sense of um of 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 pride when you can care for another person, but don't forget panel number seven, okay, which is represented by the paradigm shift, which is also a metaphor for sharing and caring and um, and, and, and being enlightened through relationships, it can also be a tricky experience because if you're the giver and you're always giving and you don't get, which is pretty uh, significantly true when you're taking care yeah, of somebody absolutely. who can't give much, yep. then it becomes uh, a sense of having been vampired in a certain sense. Your energy's been vampired, let alone the bills that, that uh, pile up as a result of medical care and so on. So at well, that not, point, well, you're tired. Only, yeah, not only that, you know, you're so enmeshed in taking care of your spouse. Yeah. Now they're gone. Yeah. So now you have this gigantic void. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, what do I do now? I've been so involved and enmeshed. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe it's time to, to do things that you, you did before, whether it was doing yoga or learning how to play the piano or going back to knitting or whatever it is. It's now time for you. And it's not, uh, it's, it, it, there's no time to feel guilty in it. I mean, you need, to, you need to take your energies somewhere else and be a little bit more constructive. And you need to be compassionate to yourself when dealing with the holidays, anniversaries, and special occasions. Those are going to pop up. Triggers, oh, huge. huge. Right. I mean, for me, my dad died in October, and of course, the next month's Thanksgiving. And I'm used to sitting, you know, with my dad at the end of the table. And all of a sudden, I'm the eldest in our family, and tag, I was it. And believe me, wasn't ready to carve the turkey and fill in my dad's shoes. It were big shoes to fill. So, you know, you have some days make you miss your spouse more than others. Days and events that held special meaning have, a, have you know, are tough. The reawakening of painful emotions leave the feeling of being drained. Learn from these feelings uh, and never try to take away from the hurt. The other ugly feeling that comes up is the feeling that now what? I can <laughs> die too. Well, yeah, wow. you, yeah, 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 you're next. My own mortality. Yes, I just watched absolutely. my husband or my wife yeah. pass, yeah. and now how am I going to handle it? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, do I have to go through surgeries and chemotherapies? And do I have to go through this torturous hell yeah. to get out of the body? And so if you've experienced watching your loved one um, uh, become weaker and weaker and sicker and sicker, it's very, very scary to think that, well, you know, you can be next. And so what do people do about that is that they must go into d denial. It's like, it's kind of similar to giving birth. When you give birth, you have to go into denial of the pain because then you wouldn't ever want to get pregnant again and do that again. So when you go through watching somebody die, there's a sense of 
denial that you know you know it's going to happen to us because it's going to happen to every one of us but we then have to protect ourselves from that feeling so we shut down and we project that onto the person who's passed to say oh you know this experience is only his experience and push it away as if it can't ever be our experience we have to do that or else we're gonna be um you know in in, in bad mental shape right facing our demise every moment of our lives is not the way we want to live so again along those lines you want to treasure your memories memories are one of the best ways that exist uh, after your spouse dies treasure those moments that comfort you but also explore those that may trouble you even difficult memories find healing and expression share those memories with those who will listen and who really care and it might make you laugh and it might make you cry and that's okay because that's a lasting part of a relationship you know maybe you want to celebrate their life maybe you want to go do some commemoration maybe you want to play some music or you want to plant a tree or uh, maybe you want to Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make a book of photos, a memory book. Um, you know, healing in the grief doesn't mean you're forgetting your spouse. It just means that, you know, in the life you shared together, it, it, it's, it's meant to be lived and, and enjoyed as opposed to um, ignored. So, um, there is a difference between the experience of a woman losing a husband and a husband losing a wife, and I think that there's research to show that wives last longer after I, I, the death. I, I mentioned that. Guys last right. two years. Two yeah. years longer. We, we, no, yeah. no, we, we last two years. Oh, we, you, you last two years, and women can go on, because somehow women 10, 20. More. We're yeah. more wired to connect. We yes. know how to weave social networks, and men oftentimes only have one or two friends. So if you're a guy and you've just lost your wife, your significant other, make very, very sure that you put yourself into some sort of support group, whether it be church or a synagogue or a mosque or anything that you feel is going to surround you with I, love. And A lot of guys I've known, they volunteer. Tradition. You oh, volunteer. volunteer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're a vet and you want to go help veterans or mm-hmm. whatever, or read for the blind. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you can get involved and do. And again, you're giving to somebody, giving to an entity, an organization, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you'll get way more out of it and back than you put in. And so I, I strongly encourage you if you got the time and the energy and the effort, volunteer. And and one one that I want to talk about is um, 
having silent conversations with the person that you lost because even though they're not physically in your life, they're very much mentally and emotionally in your life. And uh, depending on your spiritual and uh, religious beliefs, or even if you don't particularly have spiritual or religious beliefs, sometimes it's just nice to feel that that soul, that person is still in your um, in your vicinity, or even if you know that that's not so for you, just to be able to say, you know, I just feel like talking to this person out loud. I know I'm not psychotic, but you know, right now I just want you might to tell feel this them. person. You might that, feel their presence. Yeah, like I hate I hate this food I just ordered. It's disgusting, and just to have a, an argument with them just because you used to argue about certain things, and and just to kind of like. Allow yourself to be human in this experience that seems so low and to bring that, that per person's spirit or their, their essence back into, into your picture as, as you need to. It's interesting because one of, the, one of these, i got two more here, embrace your spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, faith is part of your, if, if faith is part of your life, express it in ways that seem appropriate to you. Allow yourself to be around people who understand and support you and your religious beliefs. If you aren't angry at God because your spouse died, accept these feelings as a normal part of grief. Absolutely. Find someone who will talk with you and won't be critical as opposed to talking at you. So express your faith, but also express your grief as well. And another ugly thing that's not very much brought up is the anger that um, the spouse who passed won't be there for you when you pass it's like damn i went through all this for you and now when it's my turn to go you're not going to be there to hold my hand you're not going to be there to get me a pillow you're not going to be there to just sit with me and cry with me and and that that can really really call up a lot of anger and a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty and so just know what, what I'm trying to say, what we're trying to say is that all feelings are acceptable. And the more you allow yourself to be in these feelings, I believe that the more you'll have the capacity to heal quicker and to heal in such a way that you can allow for love to come into your life again. Because that's what we're here that's for. That's ultimately to, we're here for. To, to give love and yes. to receive love. So we can't block it just <clears throat> because we lost somebody because then we're going to become what I call a defense mechanism, shut down all the light, and then we're going to live in our darkness and we can't grieve forever because there's no light coming in. And Life is worth living. And remember yes. that grief really is a process. Mm -hmm. It's not an event. And so you have to go through the journey. Be patient and tolerant with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself as you work and relinquish the old roles and establish new ones. Know your life isn't going to be the same, but you deserve to go on living while always remembering the one that you loved. In my book, Be the Cause Healing Human Disconnect, I talk about the Peaceful Healing Dialogue, which, by the way, is on my website. And It's on your website. It's yeah, on the, so I, uh, the iPhone um, app. Psychological Healing Center. Right. Uh, and uh, if those of you who are just tuning in, thank you so much for listening. We are Dr. Judy WTF, which is What the Freud, <laughs> and I am your host, Walt Lusk, and of course, Dr. Judy Rosenberg. We're dealing with grief, and this is our third uh, show in the three-part series 
uh, kind of a hole in the soul part. First one was dealing with grief of losing a job. The second was grief of losing, uh, a div- going through divorce. And this is actually grief in terms of death. Uh, we've just been discussing uh, losing a spouse, and we're not going to um, dive into uh, losing a child. And you can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, of course, here at UBN Radio. Now, iHeartRadio. We are now yes, proudly so on iHeartRadio. All our shows are. We're thrilled. Yeah, and yeah. those of you who are tuning in because of that. And um, YouTube as well. So, you know, the worst kind of loss that anyone could possibly go through in the searing and unspeakable pain and the emotions and the agony of loss is the death of a child. Uh, one person put it this way. Uh, um, I once read an account of a father who had lost his only son, and his words were poignant. Quote, for the amputee, the raw bleeding stump heals and the physical pain does not go away. But he lives with the pain in his heart, knowing his limb will not grow back. He has to learn to live without it. He rebuilds his life around his loss. We bereaved parents must do the same. I um, think that losing a child, just as you you quoted from the article is the most painful um, human experience. We are of supposed loss to outlive our children are supposed to outlive us. Right. It just yeah. doesn't go in that order, doesn't does fit. it? Right. Absolutely not. And think about it. If you're a mother and you've lost a child, then think about all the nurturance and love that you pumped into that child and all the hopes and the dreams. And, and it's not only the loss of the child. You see, it's the loss of an entire future of yep. what you created in your mind to be. Yep. The child, the daughter-in-law, or the son-in-law, and the... Or the future son-in-law. The future son-in-law, future son-in-law, son-in-law daughter-in-law. The, the mm-hmm. grandchildren and so mm-hmm. on. And, yeah. and, and knowing that you've nourished this individual and, um, and, and, and therefore nothing will manifest. I... Um, have been through this several times. My my own children have lost their really dear friends in car accidents, drug overdoses, and all yeah. kinds of nasty things, including heart disease. And um, I've watched mothers go through this experience, and there's something in their eyes that is just so deeply sad. It's just I I've been thinking of one in particular who did not recover for many 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 years and it got to the point where she neglected her other daughter her son passed away when he was about 13 years old we're going to touch on that and the the, her daughter was so enraged with her because she was vacant she was absent absolutely shut down and not available to her other child and not available to her husband who was experiencing the grief in his own way and they didn't mirror each other so she didn't feel a sense of connection with him and then she felt a sense of burden to be a mother to her other child and it was a, a series of disconnects that she lived in this kind of catatonic world and I watched her lose a lot of weight and uh, I worried about her other child and I worried about their marriage and I believe somehow they worked it through but this is not an uncommon story that Sometimes um, people don't make it. Couples don't make it after the loss of a child. It's that profound, especially when their grief experience is different and they cannot understand how um, the other is grieving. Because remember, again, we've talked about you know uh, things. There's a f- a lot of firsts 
In other words, first everything, you know, whether it's um, anniversaries, birthdays, all of a sudden there's one missing. You know, granted, we've just talked about the loss of a spouse, but, you know, now now it is. And, I, and it's right. You could s- concentrate so much on the loss that you don't concentrate and focus on what you have. You know, you got two, one, two, three, more children. I mean, um, my wife and I went through the loss of a, uh, we had a miscarriage after we had our two children. Mm-hmm. And it really made me so grateful for the two I had. Um, even though it was awful to go through the loss, it just meant how special and wonderful it was that what we had. And I think that that, that helped me a lot in being grateful um, in terms of that, uh, n- not trying to take away the loss, but, you know, you got to be grateful for what you have and what you've got in front of you. And sometimes if you lose your only child, that's just yes. a whole, uh, whole other uh, sense of pain because, um, especially if you're beyond childbearing years, uh, then it's uh, even more profoundly Yes, um, as one lady put it, uh, she'd lost her only son. She says, I've learned to make the loss of my son a part of my life. It, life can no longer return to normal. There is a new normal that is established, as I mentioned. However, I've learned that healing or letting go of the pain does not mean forgetting because moving on with life does not necessarily mean that we don't take part uh, of our love that lost, that lost love with us. And again, depending on how the child dies, anywhere from stillborn, miscarriage stillborn, to um, car accident or uh, drug, other, overdose. Other drug overdose or heart condition, cancer, so on, it, it, the experience of how they die also impacts the, uh, the grief process. Um, when there is a trauma, such as a uh, death by accident, uh, there's a sh- obvious shock to the system. There's no opportunity to adjust to what's happening versus when a child is spending uh, months or even years um, uh, coping with a chronic disease that unfortunately does not uh, result in, in cure. So how the person dies makes a difference in the way parents experience death. And Obviously, the more time you have to adjust to something, uh, the the more the brain the, the well the brain like can t- time heals wounds absorb the time heals all happening. wounds of sorts because initially you're going to be in shock and mm-hmm. you're numb mm-hmm. you're going to be in denial and be confused and disbelief um, all of which are act as a cushion against the full impact of your loss I mean then you might and again the the the, the stages guilt anger loneliness despair sadness and regret. I mean, you know, guilt and regret are very common um, in this situation. Be open to share your feelings about your guilt and your regret with others who understand your loss. Um, and despair and loneliness are very common as well. Again, you want to be have some support because um, it, it, this is not easy. Uh, the, the grief, a journey, may, and many emotional peaks and valleys, lasts far longer than society generally recognizes. Again, you know, it's different speeds for everybody. The loss of a child isn't something you just get over. It is something you learn to go through. And so if you find that you're jealous of people who have children, another ugly feeling that yeah. might come up is, yeah. you know, you're actually finding yourself angry and jealous of uh, your sons or daughters' parents who still have uh, their sons and daughters. This is, a, this is to be expected. Um, if you go through... 
uh, ex extreme guilty feelings such as why did I lend him the car? Why didn't I check yep. to make sure that he was drug free or alcohol free? Why didn't I put that helmet on him or her? Why didn't I? Why didn't I? And you know, you're going to go through these why didn't I and what did I do wrong and all the blame and the shame and all of that um, will add only to your sense of um, um, self-hatred, really, self-criticism. So please be very careful about that uh, and, 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 and really understand that the more you're able to process these feelings as quickly as possible so that you don't live in the why didn't I and I'm yeah, well, a horrible that, call, person call you shooting, shooting on yourself. Shooting, I should have done I this. this. I should have right. this or should have that. I mean, because mm -hmm. anger, again, is a very common uh, emotion and it's mm -hmm. often aimed at the person you believe to cause the death and others who cannot understand your feeling. Again, this is talking about anger at God, anger at the child. Um, many bereaved parents who've directed their anger in positive ways by working to change laws or build foundations or raise money. But um, some wish to join the child that died. Some do. It's a normal some actually do action. join the child yes. that died. And if you're in that mode or approaching it, mm -hmm. the number one thing you have to do is get some help. Absolutely. Professional support. You can right. you can call Dr. Judy and or write us at info at uh, drjudywtf and we can give you some resources.com. Um, because it's it's you know it's a tremendous loss. Well, the best resource is the suicide prevention hotline yes. if you're in a state where you cannot cope with your feelings, then it's best to um, if if you get to the point where you're suicidal and we call suicidal plan and means with the intention to do it now you call somebody right away and um, if you're not quite there yet but you want some support online there are several websites that we can um, I can give you here right here and you can write us at info at drjudywtf.com and I'd be happy to send them again one of them is babysteps.org babysteps.org a site dedicated to guiding you through the long and difficult road of recovery after the loss specifically of a child mm -hmm. another one is miss children mothers in sympathy and support it's committed to providing supportive parents who've lost a child as well and i'm sure there are a lot of books out there i think there oh, yeah. is a sure. grief a grief handbook that i once saw one of my patients bring in okay uh, I think there are grief centers with support groups, and sometimes the only people who will understand you are other parents who've been through the yes. same thing. Yes. So your friends may uh, may try to understand you, yeah. but they cannot no, empathize yeah. fully because they cannot feel what you're feeling. However, another parent who's going through the same thing, um, that parent is probably the better choice for a support system. And the last one, a little more general, is griefnet.org mm -hmm. griefnet.org and an internet community of persons dealing with all kinds of grief death and major losses an extra site however support to people through working their grief even if it's just not the loss of a child it could be any kind of grief griefnet.org so there's some resources for you on that regard as well um, but you know lastly um, you know will life ever be good again which dealing with the death of either a spouse or a child is really, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to move on? How am I going to get over this? Well, one thing I wanted to add, some people decide to build charitable organizations and dedicate their life to preventing yes. 
car uh, uh, car accidents revolving around alcohol, like well, that. mad. So that's M-A-D-D. just one Mothers of the Mothers against that you drunk driving. Do to elevate yep. your relationship with what what just happened, mm-hmm. the tragedy. Yeah, mad was really huge on some time right. ago, and they had a huge impact on stuff. Right. Speaking of taking the darkness and turning it into mm-hmm. light, right? Yep. It's often hard to imagine even smiling and laughing or finding joy again. It's important to understand that grief, again, is a journey. And the sharp and jagged pain you feel right now will eventually begin to soften. In your time to focus, you can shift away from your child's death toward your child's life. It's important to tell your story and are allowed to say your child's name as you move on and move forward in life. There are plenty of support available. Right? So um, you're not alone in any way, shape, or form. All you got to do is reach out. And hopefully maybe we can be a resource. Um, the Psychological Healing Center is available. We have a, a plethora of therapists in addition to Dr. Judy. And we can do it through the phone. We can do it through Skype. And, of course, in person in Sherman Oaks and Beverly Hills. And her book is out on Amazon. It's available on Kindle and in paperback. Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect. So just go over to Amazon and, you know, you can start reading it pretty darn quick if you're uh, – on your e-reader if you care to. So um, if we can be a resource for you in any way, shape, or form, we'd love to do that for you. Because, um, you know, grief is just no picnic no matter what kind of grief you go through. Mm-hmm. And along those lines, we are now going to do our segment, Shrink That Tune. Or we're going to take a song, I'm going to read the lyrics, and Dr. Judy is going to interpret it from her psychological perspective and the mind map perspective and we've picked one regarding the death of a child called gone too soon by dowdy today could have been the day that you blow out your candles make a wish as you close your eyes today could have been the day everybody was laughing instead i just sit here and cry and so this person is talking about um his or her, her own grief clearly and reminiscing about how life might have been at that moment had his child or her child been alive now. But instead, instead, this is the experience. It yeah. just seems so wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would you be? Would you be? Who, what would you look like when you looked at me for the very first time? Today could have been the next day of the rest of your life. So there's always a wonderment of, yep. uh, of, of so, yep. you know, it's been a year now. Who would you be? What would you look like at age this and at age that? And remembering the birth of the child and how that terminated. And so there is no rest of your life, just a wonderment of how would you have turned out to be? Not a day goes by that I don't think of you. I've always asking, I'm always asking why this crazy world had to lose such a ray of light we never knew. Gone too soon. Yeah. And uh, the unexpressed potential clearly was, was a ray of light within this person, and yet the parent wasn't going to experience the full potential of this ray of light with all the work that that parent and love the parent Absolutely. put into that child. Would you have been president or a painter an Arthur? Or sing like your mother. One thing is evident: wouldn't given it all. Would have given it all I had. Would have loved you like no other. Yeah, just the idea that um, how, however you would have been, <clears throat> that I would have, as your parent, put every inch of me into who you are, and 
now that parent can't see the the manifestation of this it's a loss like crazy who would you be what would you look like would you have my smile and her eyes today could have been the next day of the rest of your life not a day goes by that i don't think of you i'm always asking this crazy world had to lose such a ray of light we never knew gone too soon yeah, and it almost sounds, in, in, in a sense, doesn't it, that this person might have been grieving the loss of a child that was never born, in this case. Yeah, it could have been. The, yeah. You know, like, I, how would you look like, like, as if they never saw the person? You know what, I think you're right, because yeah. you're, not a day goes by, oh, I've all, I'm always asking why. Not a day goes by that I don't think of you. I'm always asking why this crazy world had to lose such a beautiful light we never knew. So there it is, we never knew. So maybe this was a stillborn child that this yeah. person was uh, writing about or a miscarriage. Gone too soon, you were gone too soon. Not a day goes by that I don't think of you. So that's our song, folks. Not a day goes by. It's by Dougherty, D-A-U-G-H-T-R-Y. And uh, we're going to close out with that. Next week, we've got a, uh episode we're going to do resentment, aren't we? we might, so resentment we'll, and <laughs> narcissism. Well, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to resent that one. Yes, So we all stay will. tuned for more. <laughs> and you've been listening to Dr. Judy WTF here at UBN Radio Network. I'm your host, Walt Lusk, with Dr. Judy Rosenberg. You can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and, of course, YouTube. So thanks so much for listening and watching. And until next time, God bless everyone. And download our app. And download the app on the iPhones and uh, check it out. Psychological Healing Center app. And send us a note that you've done that. Love to hear from you. Today could have been the day that you blow out your candles, make a wish as you close your eyes. They could have been the day Everybody was laughing Instead I just sit here and cry Who would you be? What would you look like When you looked at me For the very first time Today could have been the next day Of the rest of your life
Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.